Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brennan McCullough, and it's the 250th episode. I, it's the first time I feel like I'm announcing what episode uh, number it is. Besides it usually doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I remember we recently said we tried to make it special. Well, We lied! Uh, yeah, we lied. We continually <laughs> do that. Um, but we tried. I, there was some effort in this, I, I swear to God, but it just... <laughs> Things don't work out. That's what I mean. Even if, for instance, uh, it's the weekend of Labor Day weekend and my parents mm-hmm. want to close the pool and I'm off to the beach uh, for the next couple of days. So they're like, oh, well, while you're here, let's get that going. And of course, it rains all day. So like, it's just things don't go. go according to plan. And I'm sorry, listener, but we're going to do our best. It's me and Bren. You know us. <laughs> you know us. You tolerate us. Exactly. Love's a strong um, word. This is a video game podcast for anyone who's new, and I apologize. Um, but <laughs> if you're new, you got a fucking big backlog to go through. I don't yeah. know why you started with this one. Yeah, no, there's. Well, who knows? We'll see how this turns out. But let's mm. see. There is some kind of news. Uh, a couple of games I got because of PS Plus that I want to talk about. Um, but oh, yeah. maybe we could start with you just to see if there's any kind of update there, and uh, we'll dive into some news. Maybe play a game. Uh, quick update with uh, Monster Hunter, because everyone's so thrilled to hear about that. Um, there's actually a, a big event going on right now called Wiggle Me This, which, first off, fantastic name. Yeah, that's great. Whoever names the quest of Monster Hunter, great job. You deserve a raise. I don't know how much you make, but probably, uh, no, it's probably about right. You probably make enough. Um, but it's to collect these creatures called Wigglers. And so in Monster Hunter World, there's the big monsters you hunt. Then there's kind of smaller monsters that are kind of like raptors almost. Like, they're not always the same, but they're like bigger creatures that occasionally will attack you if they're in big enough groups or if you antagonize them. And then there's just even smaller like wildlife, like insects or little like, you know, rabbit sort of creatures or birds or fish that you can capture and just keep in your room as like pets. And you don't do anything with them. They're just, you know, neat to see running around your room. Okay. Um, and some of these smaller guys are called Wigglers. <laughs> and they're kind of just like snakes that come out of the ground and just like wiggle. And they got like little, they're not feathers, but they look like them. Feathers on the sides of their face, like a, like Adeswad or whatever it's called. The thing that like Mudkip's based off of. Okay. So it's got like a little few feathers around the side of his face and it just wiggles on, uh, from the ground. And if you go near it, it shrinks down into the ground and hides from you. That, so, oh man, it sounds like the lizards in Shadow of the Colossus that just like run away from you and then just wiggle into the ground. It's like, damn it, if you didn't kill them in time and take their tail. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I think these are based off like ocean worms, snakes. I, I, I know what the things are. I've seen them at like an aquarium. I don't know what their names are. Um, but yeah, so these little wiggly guys and thank you, <laughs> little wigglers. And um, the quest is you have to catch like 10 of them. And that's all it is. It's not hard. It's just kind of annoying because when you catch one or a few of them, the rest of them shoot into the ground. So you have to wait till they respawn. And you get a few other materials, and you can actually make a Wiggler hat. Like a, a giant... Yeah. Let me see if I can find a picture. Maybe we'll use it for uh I don't know website. why, but I just find the term Wiggler so funny. Wiggler. It just makes me think of like a British person being like, Oi, governor, let's go catch some Wigglers. What? <laughs> <laughs> Why is that what you think of? I don't know. That was just a shout out to piss off Nick. <laughs> ah, it's a special hard. episode. Uh, <laughs> Here we go. You found an image. Uh, I'll send it to you, Doug, and you can put it up on the website or wherever we put stuff. Totally. 
Um, so she's, yeah, these little, like, snake eyes, and you can get a hat oh my if you God. complete the quest enough. And so the hat is just, like, one of the snake heads on your head, like, and it covers up your head. And That is fucking phenomenal. It's got the physics, uh, game physics on it, so you can't m- control it necessarily, but anytime you move it, it just starts flopping all around, because it's, like, five feet tall. So... Monster Hunter is just the epitome of crazy anime battle armor stuff, like, so over-the-top and bulky, and uh, a lot of the girls have, the, like, you know, the crazy fantasy bikinis, where it's like, why why is this? All right, fucking whatever. Um, and it's just really funny having the Wiggler hat, and it's actually pretty good stat-wise. Like, it's better than what I had, so I'm wearing yeah. it even without the comedic effect. It's reminding me of... of- a helmet you get in a specific game that I can't recall, but I remember putting on this helmet and it would basically turn your head into a dragon. And I was like, holy shit. I can't huh. recall. Yeah, I'll have to re- see if I remember and put it in the show notes. But I, it almost makes me think if it was like a Dark Souls game or something, but I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, it might be. They got a lot of crazy stuff in that. They got similar, Monster Hunter and Dark Souls have a similar thing where, at least in Dark Souls, they call it Fashion Souls. And Monster Hunter is Fashion Hunter, where you just... Pick whatever armor looks best, regardless of the stats. Because some of it looks amazing, and then others are like, eh, this isn't that great. And gotcha. at, at a certain point, you, like, both games, you just fight against the same people over and over again, and you learn the exact mechanics and stuff so well and so pinpoint. Like, you could do a naked run with no armor, and, like, I would say even Monster Hunter, you would at least need a good weapon. You can't do, like, a shitty, rusty sword or whatever, like you could in Dark Souls. Yeah. But yeah, you could definitely go without whatever armor you want, and if you're just good at dodging and know how the creature functions, you can avoid it and still kill it. Um, definitely. So, so yeah, there's definitely like a ton of people running around online with this Wiggler hat now. So <laughs> it's great, and I love it. Um, besides that, I beat like the story mode, and now it's kind of just like the new game plus sort of mode, where it's just like, yeah, it's all the same shit you did, but now they're harder, and like some of the monsters are different colors, and that's about it. Like the story's kind of done. That's it. But the story's never really important in monster hunter games so yeah that's kind of went from like my primary active game to like the zen relaxing put on a podcast or movie or something play that in the background nice uh besides that though i got battleship brigade which what's this now i feel like it sounds familiar i think i've talked about it before yeah um, but I, I didn't have it and there was a big update to it well there was an update to it i don't know how big it was because I just bought it, so I don't know what it was like before the update. But it's distributed by Adult Swim Games, so you might have seen it like around there with their branding or on their sites or something. Um, it's basically Anime Iron Chef, the video game. Okay. <laughs> and it's really good. Yeah, that sounds really interesting, and I'd I'd have fun with that. So... It's all done in this fucking gorgeous style. Like, I love the style. It's very... It'd be a good show, and it's very anime-inspired, clearly. But it's great to just watch, like, any cutscenes, and the voice acting is very well done, and music's great. Very reminiscent of Zelda. There's a few tracks on there that are clearly an homage to Zelda songs. And it's basically... The world's full of monsters, and when it came down to it, the only people that fought them off were chefs. Or, like, the chef and the king. So now the chefs are the warriors, and there's this big tournament to become a battle to join the brigade and become a battle chef as the main character. And the competition, the rounds and competitions are five minutes long. You run out, gather your ingredients by killing a bunch of mod, mod monsters and getting treasure and all this other stuff. 
So there's a ton of fighting. Uh, you got magic spells and all that. So it's great combat. It's all right combat. It's it's pretty decent combat, but nothing thrilling uh, by itself. And then you bring all the ingredients back, and then you have to cook them in a sort of a match three Tetris style mechanic. And you really okay. have to manage what you're doing with what ingredients. Um, you can add a sauce that will change the color of the orbs that you're matching in there. Um, there's you know it's the elements, so it's like earth, fire, water. Uh, then you occasionally get a rainbow one that could be anything. Nice. And, and certain chefs prefer certain ingredients. So one is like, oh, I want you to go hunt out, go out and hunt this like boar creature and use at least some of his ingredients in this food. And if you don't, you lose points. Uh, and then others prefer like a particular flavor. So they're like, I want this dish to taste like very earthy. So you have to have a you have to have more earth orbs in your dish than any other color. Okay. Get points. And it's all within five minutes. So you have to go hunt, collect the ingredients, bring them back, and cook it all, and then serve it to them within five minutes. So it's That's very stressful. Awesome. It's it's very fun, but it's very stressful. Like uh, yeah, really quickly, I was like, oh boy, and it's, you know, it's a practice round. So I was like, ah, oh, sweating. Um, and then like you get certain upgrades. So some dishes make it so instead of matching three of those orbs, you only have to match two of them, so it goes quicker. But it only matches those specific colors orbs. So if you if you use that specific pot or wok, the other orbs don't uh, match. So if you use a red pot, only red orbs can match it. There's only it only needs two, so it goes quicker. But then none of the other colored orbs will fuse together. So you can get real tricky. But you can pick it up and move between pots. And it's just, it's real fun. It's really cool. And Yeah, it looks really cool. uh, Like you said, gorgeous. Um, I see that it's available for Switch. So if I end up playing this, that's probably what I would want to get it for. Um, Man, I I don't know. I'm interested for sure. Yeah, and with the update, uh, you can get the soundtrack too, which... And after listening to it, I, I might go back and buy the soundtrack because it's actually pretty good. Um, but with this update, it was 40% off of Steam. So it's 20 bucks normally, which is easily worth that. Um, yeah. But at least right now, as of our recording, and probably in the next few days, it's only 12 bucks. And yeah, I think it's on most consoles. It's, it's on Switch. I think that was with this big update. They announced that. Cool. Um, and I'm pretty sure it's on PS4 and Xbox One. So I highly recommend this one. It's very fun and this is gonna this is gonna eat up a lot of my time. Uh, well, I hope it eats up my time because I enjoy playing it, but I hope the stress doesn't get to me because yeah, like I said, unintended. Yeah, eating up your time. But also, ah. I would hope there's like an Easter egg with Guy Fieri in it because <laughs> I just I don't know. Check that off the bingo card, listener. There you go. <laughs> I, I think in general, um, I was watching recently with my girlfriend Guy's Grocery Games and talk about stress. What? They have to like, they have. To, did you ever see the show? It's so fucking cool. It's basically like Chopped or what all those equivalent shows, but instead they're inside a grocery store that is Guy Fieri's grocery store, and they have to go through the aisles, get the ingredients, and then cook quickly for them and like make special oh. shit. And then they always throw like weird curveballs in there with like. Oh, you have to use this shitty ingredient. Like I don't know. Uh, so I it's supermarket sweep, but you have to cook everything out. Yes, you get it. It was. It's they literally took supermarket sweep and chopped, and were like, "Let's m- have a baby and make a new show <laughs> and have it hosted by Guy Fieri." Oh, I don't want to hear the words "make a baby" and Guy Fieri ever in the oh, same true paragraph. It's a fantastic show, and I feel like they should pay homage to it in this game. But it's understandable that they don't. <laughs> 
they don't have some big westerner coming in. All right, I was like, go, let me add some fucking. Uh, I would be very surprised if they did. Yeah, that's but fair. I mean, there's like elves and orcs and all these different creatures in it, so like it would be really funny if he was just some random like orc in the background <laughs> or like Gordon Ramsay or some other celebrity chef. Yes. Uh, I wouldn't put it past them though, because there is the it is this update. Like after they saw how well it did, maybe they'll pop in some Easter eggs. Who knows? Somebody with frosted tips. <laughs> I'm only like two hours in, so yeah, there's there's plenty I haven't gotten to yet. That sounds awesome though. I'm definitely interested. It's very good. I highly recommend it. Super cool. Um, one game that's coming out for Switch that caught my eye. I saw it in a Facebook group. I actually posted it in hours. Is uh, I guess it's called Untitled Goose Game. Did you see that post? Oh yeah, that uh, that clip's been going around for a while. I think they showed it at PAX, one of the PAX conventions or something. But yeah, yeah it's been definitely been going around because it's like this looks incredibly charming and incredibly silly. And when is it coming out? Like it seems simple enough where it's like, oh, it should be coming out soon. And it's been like two or three years or something. Like it's been really. A I while. don't remember seeing it early on, but now that it's like back in people's feeds, it does look like a game that I would really like to play. It they do have a release date of 2019, so that's still vague. But I I guess it is coming soon. <laughs> yeah, it's it's always sucks with those games because like oh the graphics seem simple enough and the mechanics seem simple enough. It should be out in no time, and it's like. It's either the developers put so much love and care into it that, it, you know, they really craft it well, like genital jousting. It's actually really good. Um, or uh, there's like a lot of problems in development and stuff, and that's always unfortunate. But like, yeah, it seems great, and I, I hope it does well. I look forward to when it comes out. But yeah, for people who haven't seen the clip, you just play, you're the main character is an annoying goose, and you just <laughs> basically terrorize these, not, I don't want to say pixelated, but very like low palette, simple yeah, looking characters. Yeah. Minimalist style. Uh, it, it's Hot Fuzz. It's the scene from Hot Fuzz when they're chasing the goose around the you know English yes, countryside. That's a great comparison. And uh, I don't know. I, I think I, I my girlfriend said as we watched that clip, though, we, we both agreed. Looks adorable. Would like to play. But she said, I have a feeling that's one that'll get boring fast. <laughs> and I hope it, that's not true. That's what I mean, where like they'll have to put a lot of care into it because I can see it. Getting boring fast, if that's all it is, but I feel like with those kinds of games, they'll get very quirky very quickly. Yes. And it'll be like, oh, you're a goose harassing, like, the old lady across the street, or like, oh, you gotta sneak your, uh, you know, baby birds across, like, to a pond or something from Predators, and then it'll, like, ramp up to, like, you have to fight off a dragon or something, but, like, you're still just a goose. Like, you're not, like, a goose warrior, you're just a goose. So, you're just a goose. You're At just a goose. You're day. nothing special. <laughs> You're a hard-ass goose. You work your day. Average honker. Mm, that sounds racist. Wait. Uh, <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I mean, it's a Check geese, so it's not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, why not? But um, other than that, I'm trying to think of games I've been playing. It's still going strong with Dark Cloud, but no real update that I can think of there. I did actually, It's the first couple times, Like it's getting a lot more challenging in the dungeon, so I have broken my like amazing sword and had to just be like, fuck it, I turn the game off and go do something else, because it's like, I don't want to lose a sword and then accidentally save, which if you're in the dungeon, you can't save anyway, so as soon as I break the sword, it's like, oh, I'm, I turn it off. So it's a bummer when that happens, because like any progress made up until that point is lost, but eh, it happens. So the game's challenging me, and I want to get back to it. I was listening to One Track Gamers, and shout out to Corey for... uh 
putting up with so much Kingdom Hearts. He had a crazy <laughs> story where he accidentally overwrote his save file, and it was sounded like a goddamn nightmare. Mm. And I feel like, and he's trying to do all the platinums. He already did all the platinums on PS3, and now he's doing it again on PS4. So it's like God, he's why? definitely. Why do you guys do this? I don't don't understand. Listen to me. I wouldn't go that far, but I definitely admire his uh, dedication, and it's very inspiring for me to at least even complete my task of doing it on PS4, let alone knowing he did it for PS3. And not to mention, on the PS3 version of Kingdom Hearts, in order to get a specific trophy, you had to play the game three times on a different difficulty uh, for Chain of Memories specifically. So the fact that he did that and now he's back to it, but at least this time the levels stack. So it's like, oh, if you play on the hardest level, you get all three uh, like cascading trophies. But regardless, uh, it, it, him having this whole like uh, trouble and me tweeting at him being like, I, I'm like, I, I'm blown away by your dedication. He's like, it's funny. I just got the platinum just now. So he's like, thanks. So I, I really want to get back to Kingdom Hearts uh, chain of memories, get that platinum. It's going to take some time, but I have this record label now. So I'm sitting around recording music all the time. So when I'm doing that, I'll try to bang out some grindy shit for Kingdom Hearts and Kingdom Hearts three is on the horizon. So they say, and <laughs> we'll see. I, I don't know. I I'm looking forward to that. So I want to get back in the Kingdom Hearts mood and buy, I guess, platinuming all the previous ones so i already have one under my belt i'm close with chain of memories and i gotta start fresh with uh kingdom hearts 2 i think i only got like an hour in when i like started that off um but anyway uh let's see oh uh i haven't been playing it but i want to play it and i just forgot about it till now um it's a game called hot lava well and i used to play that as a kid no it's exactly <laughs> that yeah but as a game um it's currently in uh, open beta, so uh, beta usually not thrilled about paying to play a beta for a game that's not finished. Um, but from what I've seen, I've seen people stream it and stuff, and plenty of gameplay. There are moments here and there that need to be fixed, granted, because it's still a beta after all. But for by and large, the most of it, it looks like a done game. So like this easily looks like something worth the ten dollars that it is. Well, that's and then plus, uh, for ten bucks you get an extra copy, so it's essentially five bucks. Oh, nice! Give it to a friend, and the premise is exactly that what you did in childhood. It you know, floor is lava, and um, you play as, I guess, action figures. I'm not sure. It's very cartoonish, especially in the trailer I'm watching right now. But I mean, the game itself isn't, but the characters portrayed are kind of like cartoony. Um, but the floor yeah. is literally lava, though, unlike your childhood memories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you were playing this in a volcano. I'd be very surprised if you have feet and both listen to this podcast still. True. Hey, um, Mark has a uh, beach feet or whatever. Beach, beach Tarzan. Feet. That's Beach Tarzan. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's not like a kid playing, uh, uh, you know, pretend. It's if you let the if you watch the trailer, you see. Um, in the beginning of the game, just goes right into a show, like a fully animated cartoon. And it's like, kind of in line of G.I. Joe. And apparently, if you, when you play the game, if you just let the game idle, it'll keep playing. Like, it's a full, like, I think, 22-minute episode or something. Like, it's That's not just cool. a dumb little cutscene. It's a full show. And, um, yeah, you play as the characters in the cartoon, but you're an action figure of that character. Okay, um, I see what you're getting at. Yeah, and then when you play the game, like everything, unfortunately, there's loot boxes. 
Um, I don't know if you pay for them. I hope not since it's beta, uh, beta but you can definitely unlock them. And uh, you get little accessories and stuff. So it's kind of like the accessories action figures we get. Um, okay. So you can change them around. It's real fun. Uh, but yeah, so it's only 10 bucks, and it's basically just a more fantasy-based Mirror's Edge. Like, it's a parkour game where you're running and sprinting and jumping over stuff and climbing, and you're trying to get it done the fastest. It's all about, it's all speed runs and, like, time trials of the maps. And sometimes you gotta chase uh, something, like, there's a counter, and it, if it counts down to 10, like, it counts down the further it gets away from you, and if you let it go down to 10, you lose. Um, there's collectible you run through and collecting different cards and crystals and stuff. And everything's, since you're the action figure, everything's kind of big. Like, you're not the size of the action figure, you're the size of probably, like, a three- or four-year-old, but still an action figure, so it's kind of weird. Um, yeah. But it's it's fun, everything being slightly bigger, so it adds more of a challenge versus, like, a full-grown adult trying to climb over this shit, which would be too very easy. Um. But yeah, that's a game I've had my eye on for a bit, and it looks real fun. And that does look very fun. I wonder if this is going to be on Switch or anything in the future. That would be interesting, because uh, I could see how motion controls could help it, but could also make it much, much more harder. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. It could definitely be like just like you know, no motion controls, just a game by itself. Right. Yeah. That's kind of what I envisioned. Yeah. Um. But it's by Kalei Entertainment, who do Don't Starve, uh, Oxygen Not Included, Mark of the Ninja, uh, Invisible Ink. Like, they're very good at yeah, what they do. Good reputation. Yeah, all of their games. I've, I've played most of them, and they're all very good. So, I'm not at all surprised that this is the studio that's able to fund a full animated intro and turn it into an actual episode just for the beta. So, yeah, for 10 bucks, you get two copies of it. You can play with your friend. Like, it's, you know, so you can compete against each other with the time trials. It looks very good. So that's one I haven't been playing, but I definitely want to soon. Me too. And similarly, this is a game that I haven't been playing, but I just got uh, for free because of PlayStation Plus is Destiny 2. And Mm. it was kind of weird. Well, and that's the thing. I'm not much of a shooter guy, although I do miss Halo. If I were to ever own an Xbox for any reason, the only games I would probably own are the original. Yeah, I guess there's like some remastered version of all the Halos or something, but I'd probably want that. Uh, but I, I do like Halo. I miss it, but I don't play many shooter games. That being said, this is Bungie we're talking about. It's available on PlayStation. I know AJ is a big fan of Destiny. I've met other people that are well, huge into it. I think AJ's turned. Oh, that's true. He, yeah, I think, yeah. He was kind of getting salty towards the end. He was a big fan of it when it came out. And I think he bought like the season pass or the bundle or something where he got a bunch of extra content uh, whenever it comes out. And it seems like he's very reluctant to get back into it to play any new stuff. Well, funny, I saw whether, I think it was in our Facebook group, Whitney was saying that she totally caved and is hardcore back into Destiny 2. So if there are any listeners that are into that, uh, get in touch with her. I'm sure she'd want to play. Um, but I'm, <laughs> she's, our, she, she's our FPS uh, expert. Seriously. Because we don't uh, play that many. So than us, but that's what I mean. Now I have it, I'm like, I'm going to give this thing a stab. But it was weird how it's like, okay, the game's ready to play. I load it up and it's like, it's still got to install. And it's a yep. 54 gig download. So I'm like, woof, that's going to take a minute. So I haven't 
actually played it just yet, but I do have that downloading and on my to-do list. I was told I would get God of War 3 for free. I don't know if that's this coming month or what, but I didn't see it available, so I'm hoping I didn't miss out on that, because I would definitely be interested in that. And there were some other games that I got. One was like a trivia game. It looked almost like a successor to those Buzz games, uh, if anyone's familiar with that. Oh, yeah. But it wasn't actually Buzz. It was some other name and probably whole team. Jackbox? Uh, shit, I can't remember. I'll, let me look it up. You don't know Jack games. Those are always surprisingly annoying for a trivia game. It's like, who is this guy? Like, you think a trivia game would just be like, who is this guy? Or who is the president of so-and-so? But you don't know Jack made it just very obnoxious. What the fuck? I guess it's not listed here. I don't know. I'll have to pull it up on my PlayStation, but it's not important. It was just a goddamn trivia game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, Destiny, I played the beta of that when it was free, and it's like, I, I, I kind of get it. I'm not a big FPS guy, so I, I wasn't surprised. I wasn't hooked in right away. Um, but it seems like it's real fun for like a solid month. And then you get real grindy and people kind of, you lose the glow of the new game and kind of get really worn down by it real quick. At least everyone I know got pretty tired of it. I don't know anyone who's still enjoying their time with it. They, they're kind of like AJ. They're reluctantly still playing any new content. Right. So it seems like it's a good game for free. I'll say that. Yeah, definitely. You can't uh, be mad at that. And that's why I, I'm looking forward to once I do get to playing Destiny, I'm curious to see if like my FPS switch will flick in my head and be like, I've been missing this for so long. Or if I'll just be like, eh, and go back to like Dark Cloud and Kingdom Hearts 3 and all the or Kingdom Hearts 2 or Chain of Memories, all the stupid RPG shit that I really am obsessed with. I was pretty meh about it, especially because, like, when I went back home, like, a month or so ago, I was playing, uh, or playing Call of Duty 4 or something, like, the zombie mode of that, the actual fun mode of it, um, and Halo again, and I was like, oh, fuck, like, we're playing, like, Halo, I think, 3 or so, and just like, fuck, yeah, this game's great, like, it's still just a solid, it doesn't look that great, the graphics definitely are shit. Uh, nowadays, but like mechanic wise and can- gameplay wise, it was still like, yeah, it still feels real good to play. So I don't know. Destiny nice. two didn't have that same feel to me, where it was like, it, it's like mm, this isn't this isn't the bungee I like. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see how I like fare, I fare with that. But that's basically. Yeah. Oh, and as far as mobile goes, I did start playing Drug Lord Two again, just because Jesus like, Christ, the, the way to, the way it works out, you can just load a previous game. I'm like, oh, let me load my last game. I forget where I was at, and I have like eight billion dollars or some shit. So like, I start off with all this money, and then it's even it's more fun to start out with that much and then be able to grow Lose your it? empire more, no. or yeah, or get killed in like a I don't know when you fly from the airport and then all these police come down crashing on you and it's like, Oh God, but just, see, just be an account, just be some account for any just boring company and just change all the, you know, accounts, a little sticky notes and just put drug names on it. And that'll keep your interest. And you'll <laughs> do great I mean, for a text-based adventure. It is pretty interesting, but we'll move on. Uh, is there any show topics we want to talk about? Oh boy. Do, uh, do I, are there? Yeah, there yep. are some, Quite a um, few. Cyberpunk 2077, the CD Projekt Red successor to Witcher, the company that did all that. Yeah. They released a 48-minute walkthrough of the game, like just straight-up gameplay. Like, f- here it is. Here you go. Looking around. Just, it's been in the works for nigh a, nearly a decade, and here's here's what we got. Well, that's exciting. 
Yeah, it's still not coming out till like 2019. That's so what I was going to say. Just give it to us at that point. I, I mean, at this point, I'm much happier to see, like, here's almost an hour of pure gameplay than here's a three-minute, really well-done yeah. cinematic cutscene that has absolutely nothing to do with the game. Yeah. Uh, kind of in line with that, the Spider-Man game for the PS4, they're showing kind of clips of the gameplay now after E3, after the big advertisement that was E3. And there's definitely a few things that look different. People are kind of shitting on it and making it a meme, like, real quick, because uh, one of the more noticeable scenes from the trailer and what we've seen now uh, looks yeah a little worse. Um, I think it's mostly lighting, though. People are saying like the graphics are lowered and this and that. I think they remove like puddles from one scene and just change the lighting around, but it just makes everything look more matted and dull. Yeah. So I don't think that quality of the graphics are actually any different. I think it's just the lighting that... But it goes to show you how much lighting affects a scene. Oh, absolutely. But um, it's funny you say Spider-Man. I saw like a, a video. I'm not sure if it was viral or not, but like these two guys dressed in Spider-Man oh, yeah, or God. two anonymous people. I'm not sure their yeah. gender, but uh, they're in Spider-Man outfits, like hopping from beam to beam on what seems to be like the Some bridge. Even, yeah, a bridge or something. And it's like there is water beneath them for the majority of the way. And it's just for people that I don't know, have anxiety trouble like that's a video that makes like my hands sweat i'm like oh gosh i I feel like i would fall instantly but it's funny just seeing them as spider-man and when i first saw it it was going around i think i saw it on a video game facebook page i thought it was footage from the game i'm like wow that is so good (laughs) i was like that looks amazing but then i was and i even posted our group i'm like i realize this is from the game but that it's still like i think i would die i'd probably like have to like hug a beam and just wait for rescue to come get me yeah but. It's uh, you, and with those videos, you can always tell what's going to happen based on what website it's uploaded to. It's yeah, like you, YouTube. It's like, oh, I'm sure they find and they come down, and it was a promotional stunt for some channel or something. And it's like if you're watching it on like Live League, it's like, oh, they die. Those yeah, guys are dead. Like, pretty much. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like with Spider-Man, it's like, oh, here's all these cutscenes, and like you really didn't get an idea what the game is. We th- there is a gameplay trailer out. Like there are gameplay videos out later. But, like, from E3, we really had no real concept. I'm much, much more happier with uh, Cyberpunk 2077 of just being like, here's gameplay. Here's the guy running around. Here, instead of, like, segmented uh, gameplay sessions where it's like, he's in this building. Fade to black. Fade in. He's in this building. It's just one long, like, he just, they're just running around, shooting people, doing whatever they want. And it just, like, it's what you think the game is. It looks like Grand Theft Auto in the future. Like, yeah. it looks crazy. So... If anything, that's just gotten people more excited and, you know, restored any faith people might have lost in the long wait for that game. So, well, even already, excited. it sounds like 2019 is going to be a fucking big year for games. Like, all these Ooh, like, yeah. gigantic beasts and, like, I don't know, things people have been waiting for for a long time. Or just, like, it's the year that games got delayed to. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> it was never intended to be a big year for games. <laughs> Everything just got pushed back to that point. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, what else is going on? Oh, for any longtime listeners, this will be a fun story. L.A. Game Space, that Kickstarter I put money into six years ago. Holy guess who, shit. Guess who finally came out of the fucking hole they crawled into? Oh, uh, no. Nothing's happening. They fucking yeah. ran out of money. They're shit out of luck. They said, hey, guess what? Fuck you. We're gone. It's just like, yeah. what? 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 I read the like, statement. It seemed like it didn't mean to be a fuck you, but it is. N- well, no. Here's the thing. <laughs> 
the statement comes off like very genuine and like kind and like, hey, yeah. we put in a lot of time and money into this, and we put in a lot of our like own personal health. Like a lot of us got like either sick or injured and all this stuff. That would come off nice if we had literally any other communication besides this. Yeah. The fact that this is the only communication we've gotten in six years, that's the fuck you. That's the, we took saying. your money and ran, and now we're out of it. And maybe we might come back for another Kickstarter, so we want to try and mend any uh, goodwill we have left. It's gone. You fucked us over. It's gone. A lot of the developers from that went off and did, I think it's called Glitch City or Spark City or something. And it's just a small collective of developers helping each other, which is what LA Game Space was supposed to be. Um, but instead, they're not taking anybody, anybody's money. They're not taking donations. It's just like them working on their own stuff. Okay. So they've clearly moved on. The developers have clearly moved on. Uh, one of the guys from it, who I played one of the games he made early on, uh, just released a game called, um, let me see what it's called, Donut County. It's on Steam. <laughs> Seems pretty fun. Um, it's very in line with that Goose game. You were talking about the style of that. Um, it's actually, you know what? This might be the Goose game. It looks a lot like it. So Wow, um, that style is very similar. Uh, but it's the style he works with, because like, one of the games I got in the game bundle from LA Games Space was like this. Um, so, like, yeah, clearly all the developers have moved on. I don't know who was organizing LA Game Space, but they fucked off entirely. Because the developers, the people actually, who people cared about, who put money in for, have continued working and done other stuff. So I don't know who these organizers are, but they're dead to me. Yeah. <laughs> and anyone else who put money into this. They probably didn't know how to announce their sinking ship. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. Like, it was six years ago, so this is an early Kickstarter where I was young and bright-eyed and naive and thinking I could actually trust people online. And it was uh, Brian Leo Malley, who's the creator of Scott Pilgrim, Pendleton Ward, who's creator of Adventure Time. Like, both were big investors in this. Totally. Uh, so they're kind of like, yeah, you can trust it. Like, this is going to be awesome. And just, they fucked everyone over. So... Yeah. There you go. Yeah, on a similar news, and we're not going to go into it too much, but there was also that mass shooting that happened at a uh, Madden tournament. It's wait, just, why is that similar? No, uh, well, just on a bummer note. Oh, okay. Like, we're, we're deep in the bummers now, Brandon. I mean, yeah, uh, let's just embrace it. Uh, that's what I mean. It's just uh, unfortunate. We're not going to go into it. I'm sure you've heard the coverage on it, but it's just yeah. uh, terrible to associate such a tragedy at a, a video game tournament something that's supposed to bring uh such joy to people and something that we as listeners would probably be connecting at meeting each other having a good time and then to know that something like that would happen i just i hope that it doesn't happen again it's unfortunate because it's like nerds are you know video game nerds are huddled in their houses recluses like the like hermits from society and it's like, oh, here's one thing to actually pull them out of their caves for once. And it's like, oh, right. back in we go, like, where it's safe. So Yeah, pretty much. It sucks. definitely deters me from going to events. Or Don't in, go outside! Yeah, in general. You're safe. Be a shut-in. Yeah. Be a hoarder. What, nothing bad happens to hoarders. Oh, no. Don't watch uh, TLC. Don't listen to their <laughs> lies. Just watch Guy's Grocery Games. Uh, <laughs> Uh, while we're still in the bummer uh, section. Oh, no, I was trying to bring us out. No, it's no cool. we're going <laughs> to. Uh, Alec Baldwin has apparently joined Joaquin Phoenix in the Joker origin movie with uh, Jared, uh, fucking, what's his name, from Suicide Squad. Oh, Aletto. Jared Leto, yeah. So they're apparently all on board for Jared Leto, Joaquin Phoenix, and Alec Baldwin. 
on board yeah. for a Joker origin movie. I want to this not to happen. Everything in my body is rejecting this. Yeah, just to I turn a blind it. eye to it. And I mean, Joaquin Phoenix is a good actor. I won't deny that. I've enjoyed a lot of his latest stuff. But like, for fuck's sakes, why are they doing this? Uh, the, money? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's always money. But like, even The Killing Joke, arguably one of the best graphic novels of all time, was made into an animated movie. And even that was not good. Especially because it had a weird Batgirl Batman sex scene in the bit- beginning, which was really uncomfortable for everyone. No yeah. one wanted that. Um, so it's just like, God, why are they doing this? It's just driving me insane. Yeah, I think they're doing it to piss you off. I mean, it feels like it, it and it's worked. working. Yeah. It's then again, it doesn't take much. If you've listened to uh, this podcast, you can tell it doesn't true. take a lot. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Uh in brighter news though, nostalgia and Nickelodeon, the good kind yes. is coming back. I was just that's the one I saw on the next and I, I'm really excited for Oh wait, so it's a streaming service? What is this? Yeah, it's a streaming service. It's called Nick Splat, I think it's gonna be called. Okay. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's basically just good old-fashioned Nicktoons of, like, 90s and early, you know, aughts, 2000s era. Cat Dog, Doug, all that, with, you know, not even Nicktoons, the live-action stuff. Uh, Rocky's Modern Life, like, all Invader Sim, all that good, good shit. Uh, it's this coming to a streaming service. like, such a no-brainer, and, like, why hasn't it been it's, done before? Like, it mo- almost makes it think, like, were any of these available on Netflix then got taken down so they could do something like this? That's exactly what they did, and that's okay. why... Uh, you'll see Disney stuff leaving Netflix and Marvel stuff leaving Netflix is because they're working on their own streaming service to put on there. Uh, if you like, just going back two, three years ago, Netflix's library has diminished a ton from branded content, and now it's so much original content. That's why they're pushing all their original stuff so hard because that's all they have. Like that's all they're gonna have soon enough. Um, and the reason they haven't done this before. Streaming services are very difficult to make. Disney's been having a lot of trouble making it. That's why that's a huge proponent of why they bought out Fox because Fox is a huge owner of Hulu. Well, what's funny is this uh, VRV is uh, who's partnering with Nick. Yeah, is that how you say it? I don't even know. Uh, Yeah, they're partnering with Nickelodeon, and they, if I'm not mistaken, that's where I was streaming Mibim Bam, my brother, my brother, and me, the TV show. So like, they have some. Big names, and it's like kind of becoming a more household name. Oh, Verb has exploded. It's got Bravest Warriors. It's got, yeah, a ton of stuff from, um, I already forget. It was the comedy streaming service that went under. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, God, CISO. CISO. They got a ton of like the refugees from CISO. Um, yeah, they got Being a Puppy Cat. They got Bravest Warriors. They got, uh, it looks like some of the Nickelodeon stuff's already on there. Cat Dog, yeah. King and Nickel. Um, Speed Racer. Whoa. Um, uh, but it's also because Verve is partner, or, uh, part of the same parent company as Crunchyroll. So, okay. Yeah, they have the same parent company. So that's already a prominent streaming service on its own. And right. it's kind of copied of like, what if we made Crunchyroll but for non-weebs? <laughs> for people who actually enjoy socializing and aren't just fucking Japanese fanatics. Um, so they already had the basic structure of a you know, good foundation of a streaming service set up and they just, you know, implemented it in a way so they could get more con like different branded content. So yeah, that's probably why Nickelodeon's teaming up with them because they're like, hey, it's already built. Like I don't I think a lot of these big studios and networks are like want to have their own streaming service, 
so they can get a piece of that pie, get some of that money, that streaming nut. Um, Jesus. It's, it's, I wonder, <laughs> it's what very lucrative. Verve stand for? I'm curious. Fuck if I know. <laughs> they should have went with non-weeb uh, crunchy roll, so NWC. NWC? Yeah, no, I feel that like that's work. you can't really say that. Like North. Northwest College. Oh damn it! What's There's Verve though? NASCAR Winston Cup. There's probably a lot of uh, acronyms for NWC. Verve. I don't think it's an acronym. I think it's just a v- sound. Yeah, the sound onomatopoeia. As far as I can tell, it doesn't stand for anything. Um, it's just like the sound when you rev your engine. Are you Verve? Verve. There you go. Um. But yeah, it like everyone wants to get involved in streaming because it's the way of the future for television, and um, it seems like a lot of these studios and networks and cut channels and stuff are just like, hey, this is really fucking hard. Instead of trying to make your own, let's just partner up or buy out a company that already does it. And I mean, YouTube's selling shows and movies and stuff on there now too. I wouldn't be surprised eventually that's what Amazon merges in with or. Well, no, it's Google who owns YouTube, so they figure out something. But, like, yeah, instead of trying to make their own system, people are just buying out the companies that already have the groundwork done. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised, or you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if Amazon merges Twitch with viewing somehow. Because they own Twitch, and they already have the huge, massive library of Amazon content, um, as well as original stuff on Amazon. So I wouldn't be surprised if there was a way... Or if they just start streaming, like they're doing a Pokemon marathon now on Twitch with all the show, like every episode, all the movies. It's like six hundred some episodes because it's all the seasons. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they somehow just started streaming stuff, Amazon original content on Twitch. Uh, yeah, so be on the lookout if you like a streaming service. You already know a streaming service. You're a customer of a streaming service. It's probably going to be bought out by some big name channel or company, and that's just they're going to be the way. That's going to be their way of getting their content on the internet now. So. Yeah, that makes sense, but unfortunate. Um, one thing I saw was uh, "Pray for the Gods" update. Um, they have a newsletter that's going out. Um, so apparently there's going to be a fall 2018 closed beta, and they're going to have bosses, cutscenes, music, etc., and all polished to a shippable state. So apparently th- they did release an image of one of the bosses. It was like very like spoiler ahead, spoiler ahead. Don't go here unless you're prepared. But it does look super badass um i saw some gameplay footage it's very crystal like it's just uh, it's very smooth and i'm excited to get my hands on this game clearly they're nowhere close to releasing it but at least the well i guess they are with a beta so i'm i just want hopefully maybe i can get my hands on the beta but if it's closed i maybe i already missed my chance i mean if it's closed beta well yeah no you can get in fight to a closed beta so it's yeah, it it's possible, but it's probably a lot, lot harder. So, but usually they, especially if there's an online or multiplayer, they want to have an open beta just to um, test it out to see like to capa- test out the capacity um, to see yeah. how well it can handle online. So, if there is any online aspect, that'll be your better shot of getting in. Um, yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I have a feeling it's just a single player game, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm not sure that that would uh, matter. But it sounds. The fact that it has all five bosses in it, I, it, yeah, is that the whole game then? I, it sounds like it might be. Yeah, I'm not sure. It'd be really cool if it is, though. 
Um, yeah, but with so th- they're making progress. That's my update there. I feel like yeah. I felt like that was one of those games that I honestly thought wasn't. E- we're gonna hear about it, be like that looks so cool, and then it'd be another. What was that? Bound. Uh, damn, something bound, and it just like the one with the dragon and the douchey looking protagonist, and then apparently like, oh, dragon bounds. Yes, exactly. It just like man, what happened? shit the bed, and then they just said it's just not even gonna be a thing. So I I, I feared that for pray for the gods, and especially yeah. with the whole lawsuit thing with the their naming. name everything yeah. about that was like this game's never going to come out so uh, uh, kudos to them for keeping up with the project and it does look excellent so for fans of shadow of the colossus it's basically that i feel like that's kind of <laughs> what sucks about it but the who's the who blame them when there's like flappy it's bird one. and then tappy bird and then like yeah. everybody rips off everybody's other game and it's like who the fuck cares well, if it's it, it, uniquely different then it's another experience although heavily inspired or paying homage to this that's the thing. You can always be influenced by something. We had that when we talked with the guys. Ugh. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Fuck. Oh, uh, it wasn't Limbo. It was... Uh... Feist. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, so you can always be inspired by something. You can always be influenced by something. It's impossible, especially in our day and age with all the internet and the culture and saturation literally everywhere. You can't avoid it unless you're... You know, living in the woods, Ted Bundy style, like a fucking Unabomber going off the map. Like, there's no way to not be influenced by something somehow. And whether you know it or not, it's going to, like, subconsciously get into your work and anything you make. So you can always be influenced and inspired by stuff. That's not a problem. Anyone who argues against that is a fucking idiot. Yeah. Um, But it's the carbon copy stuff of the Flappy Birds, like you said, where it's like, oh, it's Flappy Bird, but with a different skin on it. Like, it's exactly the same, except it looks, the coloring's a little different or something. That's straight of plagiarism, and that's bad. Yeah, but and it, we had that issue with uh, the the Chinese game trying to do Overwatch or whatever, and I was exactly like, yeah, it looks good, but it doesn't. No. That's <laughs> yeah, not inspired just, by Overwatch. That is Overwatch. It's, it's they stole <laughs> the exact maps, a ton of the character designs, like you know, line by line maps. Like it's just like the shittier, broken out version of Overwatch for mobile. Like there's yeah. no arguing with that. That was well, like, just straight up plagiarism. But that's because it's China and they have a lot weirder copyright laws internationally. True. Uh, clearly, this Colossus they show you that was a spoiler in the image. You, they actually offer it as a background that you can have for your PC. Um, he's oh, cool. clearly unlike any of the other Colossuses in Shadow of the Colossus. So I guess they have that going for them. But my concern is gameplay mechanically like when you're trying to take this big beast down are you gonna have to do what you do in shadow of the classes which is find the weak points and just stab them uh, or is it going to be a little more unique and like for each obstacle or each boss like you have to use a different weapon or something like cl- in shadow of the classes too you did have to shoot them with your bow and arrow at, at points so i'm not yeah. sure it just it, well, we, it gives me faith that it's going to be a thing, but I'm still, I, I don't know. I, I Like I said, if I could get my hands on this closed beta, I will keep you guys updated, but most likely not. Well, we got this, we got uh, Shadow of the Colossus, we had a uh, Titanfall, all the Monster Hunter games. Like, you know, there's plenty of games where you're a tiny character fighting giant beast, and they all do it in a unique way. Yeah, So like Final Fantasy XV even, there's some pretty big enemies yeah. you face. There you go. So it's very inspired by Shadow Colossus. Doesn't mean it's going to be a carbon copy of it. So we'll see. I mean, who knows? Maybe it is, and maybe it's shitty. Maybe you know the developer of it is a terrible person. Who knows? <laughs> Making a lot of assumptions without playing it. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. So keep your eye on that one. Still, just glad yeah. it's not off the radar. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
digging into nostalgia a little more, and some good news for once. Uh, well, first off, Into the Breach. Eh, that's kind of nostalgia. Because uh, we had uh, Justin Ma on. We interviewed him. And he was yeah, that's super right. cool. Uh, Into the Breach is going to be on the Switch. And I think that's actually a perfect console for it. I think oh, that's going to work really well. Because it's it's an isometric, grid-based game. So there's only like 5 by 5 maps at any given time. So you don't need the massive open world. And I think that's going to play very well on handheld. And it's it's all, uh, I don't know, turn-based, but like you know, you have to take time and think of what you're going to do and you know concentrate and plan out how you're going to win a map and stuff. So I think that could work very well if you're just like, oh shit, I got to pause it and go do this real thing real quick. Or like, oh, I got to catch my bus. And you get yeah. on the bus and keep playing. I think the Switch is the perfect console for Into the Breach. Oh, so I definitely. hope, I hope that really perfect, gives them a big boost. It's the perfect console in general. I've like, I'm mm, such a convert. It's mm, I love that, but it's not perfect mm. in the sense it's still ah, okay. So I love it because of how portable it is and how it just feels and everything. But there still could be uh, internet connectivity improvements and like. I forget if Netflix is even available on it yet. I've been told it has, but I don't use it, it enough to know. <laughs> yeah. If it's not, it will be soon. It just wasn't okay. at launch. Yeah, um, that makes sense. But the fact that you still have to use your phone to like text your buddies to like communicate in game or whatever, that's bizarre. There's going to be an on like the Nintendo is working on an online service, but you're going to have to pay for it, which sucks. But it's also like 20 bucks a year. So that's pretty cheap as far as uh, they go especially so, in comparison to like a ps plus subscription but i think that's yeah like 60 a year or something but you get all these free games and shit so like there's benefits to that too yeah and that's what nintendo's gonna do it looks like they're pretty much gonna set up their online subscription to be like uh, essentially gonna turn nintendo into a game fly sort of system where you can rent so many older games so like oh the switch can play any old nintendo game like you know before the GameCube era. It's like, oh, that's great. It's like, but you can only have five of those retro games at a time. And it'll cost you an additional five bucks a month for a subscription or something. Something like that. They're going to nickel and dime you for every, you know, penny you got. It's Nintendo. That's what they do. Yeah. And it's Nintendo. We'll fall for it because those games are good. That's why they got the iron grip on them. And that's why they remake them every three years. So, uh, but in line of remakes, uh, street, well, sequels rather. Streets of Rage 4 is coming out. What? Oh, man. This is... I got so much nostalgia for this game. Hell yeah. This is, this is my side-scrolling fighter. This is the one I played all the time on Sega. Definitely. This is, this is big news. I, I, I'm I not even a big... Si- well, no, I'm a side-scrolling guy. But like, I'm, I'm probably going to be buying this like day one. This looks... It just looks amazing. Like The style and you know, art of it just looks very well done. Let alone the gameplay, which, I mean, it's a side-scroller beat-em-up. Gameplay can't be too complicated. That's true. But all all the enemies and all the characters look just like a reimagining of the modern age. Like, they all look the same, just redone with modern graphics. It's just like, oh, it looks beautiful. Definitely does. I'm interested in playing that as well, just for nostalgia's sake, in in an updated, up-rendered way. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as I can tell from the trailer, they've only revealed Axel and Blaze as playable characters. Um, I forget the names of the other two. I think one yeah. of them was Blades or Skate. It was one was a kid in Roar Blades, and then one guy was just like the Hulk. He was just <laughs> a massive brute. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if they're playable characters yet, but I can only hope. I mean, it, it seems like a really good sequel. I think that's a safe bet that they would do that. I hope so, because I always played as the kid, because he was always so mobile. 
So yep. we'll see. Definitely. Like it was just announced, so there's not too much out about it yet. Um, but yeah, it's God. Trees of Rage it's coming back. Nice. That is a good one. Um, one more thing that I saw was that there's another Rocket League update. And listener, by the time you're checking this out, this episode, it's going to be out in two days. Um, it's called the Rocket Pass. And it comes with like three new cars, or at least I think two new cars. One's a Maverick and one's a Maverick G- GXT. They look pretty cool. Um, and there's all sorts of uh, new goal explosions. I don't know. Every time they put out an update, it, it's always fun. But it seems like something's different. The last time I played, it's like a time-limited progression system. And I don't honestly mm. understand what that means, but I think they're just trying things out. So the fact that they're still updating that game continually makes me happy as a fan. And I don't know, people are still just finding it for the first time on Switch and stuff. Yeah, the... The time progression system, at least the way you just said it, just in my mind sounds like it's a progression system where, like, the more you play, the better stuff you get or, like, easier to unlock stuff. But it sounds like there's a time limit to it where it's, like, if you don't play for a week, it resets or something. I don't know. It sounds like it's trying to, like, reward you for playing consistently every day or something or, you know, every so many hours or something. That's kind of the vibe I was getting too, but I don't have enough information to confirm. So maybe in a future episode we can do that. Yeah. Um, is there anything else though? I think we should maybe wrap this one up. We've had a lot of uh, connectivity issues. Yeah. Lot <laughs> 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 of shit's going on. Yeah, I mean, for two fifty, it's not too special, but we did our best. Let's put it that way. That's what we <laughs> named this episode. We we tried. Yeah. Um. No, nah, that's all I got. Uh, yep. Same here. Uh, we're gonna do plugs though. Yeah, let's do some plugs. So, we don't have anything for the 250, nothing special, but the plugs are pretty special, at least mine are. Oh, shit. Um, oh, so, actually. <laughs> as of this record, or as of this episode being released, it's what, Labor Day? Yep. So, um, tonight is the series finale of Adventure Time. Oh, fucking shit. Any, like, I recommend everyone to watch this, but because I fucking absolutely love Adventure Time, I've actually already seen the series finale. There was I knew a you did. early yeah. screening a uh, week ahead of time. Um, so I saw it last week as of this episode. And oh boy. Oh boy. It's so good. It's four episodes. So for Adventure Time, it's only like 40 minutes. Um, but for longtime watchers, there's so many callbacks and cameos and references to all the episodes. And there's a ton of stuff people are just dying to see. And just like, it answers. It answers a good amount of questions, but it just, it's just such a gift to the fans of like, we know you want this. Here it fucking is. And it's just so well done. And I highly recommend everyone watch it, especially longtime fan, uh, fans of it. Totally. But, yeah. That sounds God glorious. Damn, it's so good. Very um, cool. Also, as of uh, this release, this week, uh, September 6th, 7th, 8th, and 9th, will be, uh, what's the exact called? Will be Dance Festopia. Yeah, that's a mouthful. Uh, <laughs> dance Festopia is a giant, like, dubstep EDM dance music festival going on in Kansas City. And our boy, Aunt B, is performing there. Oh, hell yeah. I feel like he's done that in previous years, because I feel like we've like told people to go to this before. I could be wrong, but... I, I don't know if it's happened before, or if they just announced it, like, months ago, and we okay. called it back then. Um, but yeah, so that's happening this week, so September 6th to the 9th. 
So if Super you're cool. in Kansas City, anywhere around the Emerald City, fucking check him out. He does almost all of the music for our show. Yep. And he's super nice. Like, one of the nicest people I've ever met. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Real cool guy. Check out his music. Yep. Um, And uh, do you have a Twitter? <laughs> uh, ABTS Brown on Twitter is very uninteresting. I just retweet uh, f- trying to get a free switch. Fair enough. Um, yeah. And as far as my exciting news, uh, my website for my record label finally went live two days ago as of Ooh. this recording. So, listeners, if you care at all at, for screamo or weird emo music and instrumental <laughs> stuff, there's some weird. instrumental stuff that's really like cool, like math rock. Um, you can go math to miss out. <laughs> Dude, it's a thing, and it's really – trust me. These, oh, all right. I got to defend them. All right. Standard. I mean, it sounds good. I just can't imagine a more niche – sounding record label (laughs) no i feel like there i know what i'm going for is very niche but there's a there's an audience for it but uh standards in general is a two-piece band i've i've plugged them actually before and they one of the most technical guitar players i've ever seen he like almost reinvents how to play guitar by tapping with both hands it but like entire the entire song and he's super intricate i've actually seen him on a video with two different guitars one hand each guitar uh playing something mozart did and it was absolutely just jaw-dropping so they're extremely talented people so if that has any interest in you check out the standards release but the sad thing about that is there's only 10 of those available so it's extremely limited unlike a lot of the other ones i do like 25 or 30 and stuff but yeah missedoutrecords.com if you have any interest in that and if you know anyone (laughs) or if it has any interest in you yeah uh (laughs) and if you like our show please give us a like follow subscribe we're findable on facebook twitter twitch uh we haven't twitched in a while but we'll try to do that again i I mean that's not the verb for it i don't think either but uh, i mean it works but if this episode is any indication of how terrible my internet is uh you'll understand why i don't stream too much Uh, and for listeners it probably sounded fine for you but for me he cut out twice but anyway (laughs) but um thanks for tuning in we will be back next week uh follow our stuff it's at abt silence uh see you guys next week see you